Enterprising in my surroundings I'm finding the quietest estates these days This representation of storm brewing Amazed that the focus remains The vocal focal point of my change All right, we are back for our monthly edition of My Body and Soul with Tommy Runs. And today, I'm so excited for this little shoe talk, then a little yoga talk. That's right, we got Tommy Runs is going to turn into Tommy Yoga for the second half of this episode. Oh, namaste. Namaste, my son. Um, I'm really excited for that. But before that, we're going to do a little shoe talk. Specifically, talk about some shoes that are new to us. So we're going to do, we should Mm -hmm. talk about two two new pairs of shoes that we have. Haven't gotten to full review status yet, but things that we're trying out and that we're liking and that we are excited to talk about, even though we don't might not have fully formed opinions yet, but we're we're, we're rounding the corner on some new on some fully formed opinions enough to talk about them and maybe sway you positive or negative on some of these shoes that you may have in your cart. So, Tommy, I started first last time in the underrated overrated episode, which was a lot of fun. So I think you, my friend, are gonna have to kick us off. With I have a question. I got a question though. So you said it like in your cart, do you, I've heard people do this before. Do you have like multiple websites where you have like things in the cart already, just in case like you're ready to keep your eyes on it or do you just favorite your things on your websites? Yeah. Sorry. So on uh, runner's warehouse, so running warehouse, is it runner's mm-hmm. warehouse, running warehouse, running warehouse. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I have, I, I do utilize the wish list. Okay. Hard. Do you share that? So do that, you share the wish list with other people? I have not. No, oh, I, the last thing I need is people being. Well, no, here's the thing: is I don't want people. Um, I'm afraid of getting uh, shoe shamed for my my overabundance of shoes. So oh, I'm keeping yeah, the amount of shoes to myself. Don't talk about me because I got. Uh, don't <laughs> well, you're, shoe shame. All behind you. There don't is there shoe, is no. There don't is no shoe shame me. Okay, <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> all right, change the subject because I don't want to get shamed on the show. Um, yeah, so I'll go first this time because yeah, you came out the gate last week on fire last episode on fire so i'm just gonna jump into it so i kind of have more partially close to fully formed opinions about the shoes that i'm gonna share all right let's do it so this shoe so that i ran a little over 50 miles in so far it is the new balance fresh foam 1080 v12 and i like the shoe a ton right now i'm really rocking with it really vibing with it so i'm just going to go through and talk about some of the things that are important to me on a rating from one to five right so we're going to start with the obvious what i see first when i saw this shoe is cushion right so i'll start with that because the cushion is important especially on a daily trainer or just a you know training shoe that you're going to do a lot of miles in uh you want to feel comfortable after those workouts you want to be able to do a long run in it if you you know if that's your vibe and you feel like you just want to go out there easy um you want the cushion to be up to par and i do believe that the fresh foam and the amount of it in this shoe to me for a training shoe is a five Oh, that's as good as it gets for a training shoe because training shoes, you really need to make sure that they vibe with you. And some people may not like the high stack and whatever, but for me, it's a five, right? Uh, Fit. We're going to talk about how the shoe fits on the foot, the lockdown, whatever you want to call it. This shoe, I was, I would give a 4.5. So not a full five, uh, just because it's a, it's a, we'll get to that part a little bit, a little bit later, but it's a kind of a bigger feeling shoe. So the fit is just a little different. Um, but 4.5 4.5 is not too shabby at all for the fit of a shoe. Um, then we'll move on to the weight. 
So I'm not going to complain because, you know, people go like, oh, this training shoe is too heavy. But most trainers are a little heavy on the heavier side because they have more padding, more the uppers a little more firm. I mean, not firm, but a little, a little more supported. And then the you got all this foam on the bottom and you got the rubber for the traction on the uh, on the outsole. So you can't complain too much on it, but it is an 11.1 ounce shoe for my size 11. So that's not too bad. Whew. It's not too bad. I mean, we're not like if it was like an eleven ounce for like a nine and a half shoe, then you're talking about true. You're getting a little crazy. So it's not true. too bad, but I'd give it a three point five on that scale because I do have some trainers that feel about the same, but they're just a little lighter. Light shoes don't really mean anything unless that's your preference, you know. So like if you don't mind it, go ahead and grab one of these. Um, then I'm gonna talk about bounce and pop. Like I mean, and I'm I'm talking about the balance of those things because to me bounce is one thing and like a poppy shoe is a little different so the shoes that i feel like are really good at balancing the both of those are going to be my favorite type of shoe so i'm going to give this a four because it is nice and soft it does absorb a lot of the 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 beating of like a long run or whatever easy run sometimes but you can turn these things over pretty quickly and you and they do kind of propel you forward they do have some some pop to it for a shoe that has so much foam they do a really good job at balancing the two um, the look of them. What do you think? I'll let you. I'll let you go between one and five. What do you think the look of these these ten uh, eighties? All right. So I would say the ten eighty, the first the, the versions prior to that. So the ten and the eleven. Um, I thought they were a little bit more edgy in terms of their look. Okay. Where now you can tell they went a little bit more conservative. Yep. On the look, I okay. think so. You're holding up the black and white version of it with some gray in there as well. Um, I'm. Uh, Come on, slightly below average. So you get you giving me like a three for the. I look? would give it a two point three. Two point three. Okay. Well, so slightly I'm below gonna... average, and I would say there are. I say the green, the new spring green color. Um, I thought maybe I, maybe that would kick up to a three. I but the the colors that I've seen, I thought was sl- slightly below average. Yeah. So I'm going to give it. Okay, giving that as a trainer, I, I gave it a four because. A lot of trainers out there are pretty ugly. No, you're paid. You're paid by New Balance. This is now we're no, gonna have to put no, a sponsorship like thing this on this thing now. <laughs> I like this one. So maybe, yeah. If, I think if I got the wrong color, I think if I got the wrong color, this would be. This could be. They have some other colors that are a little iffy out there, but I'm gonna give it a four because I have a lot of trainers that I'm just like I just don't want to put on, but they feel good, so I keep moving. So I don't mind throwing these on, and I think that they look decent on me. Maybe it's. Maybe it's I'm just biased because I'm having them on. Okay, you and Kafuzi can revel in the the black and white. I know yeah, he's yeah, a big yeah, fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. the big fan of the dark shoes. I just can't, I think of I think of basketball referees whenever I see the the black oh, no, running no, no. shoes. If you, okay, if you go black bottom, <laughs> if you go full, bl- if you got an all black running shoe out there, I was gonna say no shade to you, but shade to you. Get rid of the all black shoes. You look like a referee. You look, especially the. I've, we saw somebody the other day wearing all black hokas, and those are the those are like the sh- the all black hokas are what the referees wear in the in the, in yes, the NBA for sure. And if you have a black all black on black, black Bondi seven, you need just to, you need to no, it, no. unless unless you're going up and down a court, back and forth, <laughs> not dribbling a ball, but just holding a whistle. Stop. Okay. Maybe even get some paint. Hard paint, agree. Hard paint, agree. Paint the bottom of them yourself. Whatever you got to do. Just saying. Because it's not because I care. It's because I want you to be okay out there in the world. Um, yeah, and then, this, is, this is just a disclaimer for your benefit. Yeah. I'm to help. I'm here for you. Um, <laughs> the run feel. 
because that's super important. That's kind of everything we talked about together, except for like the look of it, the run feel. I'm going to give these a four out of five for the feel on a run. Uh, being able to turn them over, they're not, they, even though they weigh 11.1 ounces, they still turn over. Um, you still feel good. You can slow down and they don't feel like awkward. The fit's good, all that stuff. So run feel, I'm going to give it a four. So all in all, this shoe gets a 4.2 out of me out of five for a trainer. I like it. All right, let me ask you this question. Because I am big on the how heavy does a shoe feel, mm-hmm. right? Because yep. there are certain shoes that if, like, obviously most of the shoe is always going to be in the midsole, outsole. That's where most of the weight is on every shoe. But there are some shoes. Now I'm going to bring up my next shoe I'm going to talk about is the Hoka Mach 5. So here we go. Hoka Mach 5 right here. I have the Hoka Mach 4 upstairs. Hoka Mach 4 has the upper is more substantial. It's just that it's a thicker fabric. I think it's like it's a dual layer. Um and so the Hoka Mach 5, Hoka Mach 4 have basically the same weight, but this, the Hoka Mach 5 feels heavier than the 4. And I think it's because it's bottom weighted, mm-hmm. whereas yeah, that makes sense. a more substantial upper, you know, it's just like if you put, put like weight on a lever, yeah. the farther down the lever you put the weight, the more impact that weight has on the overall swinging of the lever. So I think it's the same sort of feel where if you have a certain weighted shoe, say it's nine ounces, two, two nine ounce shoes. And in one of the shoes, the upper is thicker. That shoe will feel lighter on foot than the other shoe that is bottom heavy. Yes. Slightly. So again, it's not a huge difference, but like I noticed it in this shoe. I've noticed it in other shoes that you have that element of some shoes just feel lighter on foot than their description. And that's my hypothesis that it's the, bo- the bottom weighting of a shoe can impact it. Um, how, how heavy does the shoe feel on foot? Um, for you. And I think the corollary to that is like some just some shoes just have a lot of bounce to them. So even if they are heavy, the heaviness can be a positive because you're getting that bounce out of the the weight so that it kind of eliminates that as an issue. Yeah, I feel like the I feel like it may be it, it may be a little I mean I definitely understand what you're saying too. I mean I feel like the distribution of where the weight is in the shoe, front, back, whatever, it, it really depends on your stride as well. So, you know, if I'm a, a different type of foot striker than you and the and the weight is in an odd spot for me i'll feel it more than than say you would so i just think that where the distribution of the weight is uh these do a fairly good job for me um i guess if you had to you can obviously the, the weight in this shoe is more towards the bottom because of that foam but it's kind of meant for that as well like so they kind of structured it so you're able to to take the benefit and reap the benefit of that fresh foam um because i think if if this shoe was maybe just weighted a little differently and the foam was like an afterthought in like the weight distribution it would feel you'd feel the foam more than you should like you would feel that like as in it's hitting the ground before you this one seems like it's all kind of part of of the of the foot strike it feels like it flows well rolls well so i think that they just did a good job at nailing that balance and you know that's why i gave like a good run feel because it's important. Like you can have all these other things, but if the run feels odd and you're, it's a three or two out of out of five, then you're then you're talking about a great shoe, <clears throat> not invincible. Um, but <laughs> it just it just doesn't feel good on the run. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, go back to our last episode. If you want some <laughs> Nike Invincible talk, or if you like, I the got shoe. messages about. If you don't this, like the I shoe, got then don't so much. I got so I got flack about the my my comments about the Nike Invincible in my well, DMs. Then, then, if, I guess people are going to you with the negativity. They're coming to me for the positivity because the okay. only responses I got on it were like, "I agree." Man, Thank I got you. no, I got zero. I agrees. <laughs> zero. <laughs> I agrees. <laughs> well, those people who wanted to contact me with the agreement, thank you. Thank you for going to me with the yeah, agreement. No. 
Hoka Mach 5. Here we go. Um, I love the Mach 4. For me, the Mach 4 was a classic definition of a performance trainer that you could also take on, this, on some faster days. Wasn't overly cushioned, but had just the right amount. Um, I'm not a great, for me, not a great long run shoe because it was just missing a little bit in the forefoot as a forefoot striker. Um, Agreed. But for an easy run, even medium long run, I was going to say on the shorter long run. So for me, it kind of like maxed out at like a 10 mile run for me in terms of where I would want to take it. Once I went over 10, it was, didn't quite vibe with me, um, but the, most of my runs were under 10 anyway. So that was totally fine. It was a great daily trainer and I had no problem doing some faster stuff in it. So grid, really good shoe for like fartlek workouts, right? So you just one shoe for the whole thing, the warm up, the fartlek, the cool down, money. This is great, right? So this shoe, on the heels of that, they altered a variety of things. First of all, the upper is thinner than before. Still very comfortable. The Hokemon 4 is one of the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. I still wear it around today, like going to the grocery store or whatever. I pop that shoe on. It's incredibly comfortable. And I feel the same it's way cool about it. It's a cool dad shoe. It's a black and white. It's <laughs> a black it? and white, just like the one you had. So I got it. Oh, gotta, man. It's not, it's not you went, it. I, the color was not great. Do you wear black slacks with it? That's all the question. Slacks? I wear from home. I'm just, sure. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. If you went to the store with those with black slacks, then we have an issue, Matt. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of this color. This is like sunrise color here. Um, and so this this shoe, the main differences are the upper is thinner. Okay. So you lose weight in the upper. It's still incredibly comfortable. The tongue is much thinner. It's very similar to the Hoka Speed Goat Five tongue, with a couple little padded sections. So like the the laces don't don't rub up against the top of your foot. So that's nice. But it's a very thin tongue. Overall, some substantial weight lost in the upper, which is good because they definitely added it in the midsole. So you can see here um, the two the kind of the dual density thing they got going on, the ProFly system underneath, you got the rubberized EVA into the outsole, exactly the same as the Hoka Mach 4 and exactly the same as the Hoka Supersonic. The top layer of foam here, the Mach 4, it was just soft. This one is soft, but a little cushiony, a little bit more responsive, which is exactly what people wanted. So this shoe definitely has some more softness, definitely has bounce, okay? Mach 4 did not bounce. It was a fun shoe, but it did not bounce. This shoe definitely bounces, and it's a little squishy, which I think for a lot of people is going to be a good thing. For me, because it's a little bit thicker, because there's a little bit more squish to it, and just the weight differential in the, in the, in the shoe, and they extended this little heel... Yeah, goat hoof thing in the back. It's pretty long in the back. And it's like, it really sets you off. Like in terms of like looking down at your feet, it looks like you're wearing a shoe that's three sizes too big. Like I look down, I'm like, what is this? It's like an optical illusion. Not Because it's like, it looks like I'm wearing a size 12 instead of my 10 and a half. And it just, it feels weird. Same with the Hoka Bandai X. I put that on, I'm like, I can't wear this shoe. It's, it looks like I'm wearing a 14. So um, overall, the big thing for me in this shoe is that it has proven to be a different kind of tweener. Hokemok 4 was a tweener between daily runs and some speed day stuff, which was a really good spot. This shoe, I don't feel as good about for speed day, for speed day stuff. I don't feel as good about it for the fartlek workouts. However, I do like it more for long runs because the added cushion, the added bounce. So I think this shoe is a really good daily trainer, just like the other one was. And if I have to push it in a certain direction, it's more daily trainer long run than daily trainer speed day. 
if you have to make it that tweener, um, that tweener pick. Overall, I'm a big fan of the shoe. It fits me really well. There's a lot to like, but ultimately it's a slightly different use case than the Hoka Mach 4. Does that, does, is the, um, it looks like the rocker is a bit more aggressive on that. Is that the case or am I, um, does it? A little bit, but it's not, it's not. It looks like not, a more shallow shoe than the other one. I wouldn't say it's not. So like, this is like the Hoka, this is the ride 15. So you can yeah. see a much more pronounced rocker. Yeah, yeah, it's true, true. Than true. this one. This one lays more flat. It's not yeah. like the Puma the Velocity 2. Maybe too. the toe off. Maybe the yeah, toe off. Yeah, it's a little I mean, bit yeah, on the toe, yeah, but it's, it's yeah. not, you won't really notice it. Um, yeah. Like, I think the most, think the flattest shoe I own, and one that I really like, like the Puma Velocity Nitro 2, mm. mm-hmm. that one, no rocker. If you like rockers, don't get that shoe. I don't care about rockers. I'm a midfoot, forefoot person. The rocker is lost on me. It's not, yeah, what my, my, it's not what my stride is like. So like this, I'll talk about this one after you do, but like this has a really great rocker, the Saucony Ride 15, but like, I don't care about that. Yeah. So, so for some people, that's a great thing. For me, I really, it's kind of lost on me. Yeah. Yeah. I got to check out that shoe. I got to check out that shoe you got. All right. So it fell off. Sorry about that. I had to go grab it. So this shoe um, is... A lot of people are excited about it. I was excited to see what, what happened with it. This is the third version of the Saucony Pro 3. Oh, it look really at that place. Look at that thing. It is, it's just a nice looking shoe all around. Um, they just stepped it up. I mean, all right, let's dive into this, okay? Because I'm excited about this one. So first thing that you see when you see the shoe, once again, is obviously the cushion. Um, first we'll talk about the, uh, this is the, the pro three. I think it comes out in, uh, the beginning of August and it is an eight millimeter drop, 39.5 in the back, 31.5 in the front. Um, the illegal point is 40 millimeters. If you know that the stack, so they're getting up there. So you definitely feel a big difference. The last, uh, pro two was a much, not much lower, but it was a lower stack and you can definitely feel the difference once you put these on. You can see the, as a visible, uh, the stack is oh, much yeah. higher visible. For sure. All right. Yeah. So, so, as soon as we saw the prototypes on that, it was like, this is going to yeah, be like, way oh, different. It, it almost looked crazy in comparison to right. the old one um and so on the cushion side of this one i'm for this is a super shoe it does have a carbon fiber plate that runs throughout so we'll talk about that but for the cushion side of this i'm going to give it a four um and then what the one i'm when i'm grading this one through five i am comparing it to the super shoe you know competitors so it's you know it's it's a really great foam so a four to me is very good because there are some super shoes out there that i would wear that would probably be more like on a three scale or something like that but that still doesn't mean that they they don't add up to be a good shoe um so the the cushion on this is nice and it's nice uh, it, it when you're standing in it you do feel fast it's really comfortable underfoot it's that like when you step into it it's that good Oh, here we are type of feel like you don't even have to walk very far to realize like there's, there's going to be some assistance there. There's going to be some um, absorption of the, uh, you know, wear on the legs and all that stuff. So that's really what I look for in the first like step in of a shoe um, for the fit of this one. I think that they did a better job. I wasn't a really big fan of the Pro 2 because of the fit and how it felt on my foot, just even standing still. Um, I guess it's also because of how the 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 uh, midsole kind of works in and kind of feels underfoot. And then with the lockdown on this shoe, to me, is a little bit better. Um, it's a really thin upper, but they you can actually see through it there. 
but they've just done a really good job of the the craftsmanship of it because it doesn't feel like a flimsy upper because a lot of uppers that yeah, get the, flimsy. The upper looks like you know those those pennies that you would wear yeah, like yeah, in gym yeah. class yeah, in like yeah, fifth grade yeah. that's what like the it's like exactly. it kind of looks like that exactly on the like they took like they recycled old middle school pennies from um <laughs> but yeah so it's it but they did a really good job because I was kind of worried like up oh, this this looks kind of cool but I figured like oh this is gonna be a problem because it's just too flimsy but for some reason the way that they structured it you can actually see like there's a that that penny upper like that mesh upper or whatever but then there's like this um like a layer in between it that keeps it from being like a you couldn't poke a hole th- i mean you couldn't just stick a pen through it um whatever that is really holds it together and makes it uh, much more comfortable on the foot and around the foot so i'm going to give the the fit of this a 4.5 which is really great for for a super shoe super shoes don't normally all just feel all that great fit wise they just you you just kind of like go with the flow um bounce and pop balance which is even more important to me for a super shoe because you need to have to me i want a shoe that feels bouncy so i can think about the marathon but i also want something that's that snappy and poppy off the ground so i feel faster in it because there are some shoes that are a little more than one you know one side than the other um i feel like the pro twos were more poppy than bouncy you know much more towards the poppy you know snappy side which isn't necessarily to me um a, a long run marathon type of experience so yeah i've seen a lot of people who love those for like 5k's yeah yeah exactly because it's it, it, it's cool it's fast but it's like can i run 26.2 or more or whatever in these so i'm gonna go with a 4.5 on that on this one and that's really high so that's that's awesome because even like my favorite shoe of all time right now is the Metaspeed Sky, um, and the balance of the bounce and pop is much lower because it's really all pop, not a ton ton of bounce. Um, the look of this one, I'm gonna go with the five. I love it. Yes. I think it looks great. It's like you put it on the foot, and I, I wore this in, in a 10k, which I'll talk about really briefly in a second. But I got a lot of looks. Number one, because it is, wasn't out yet, but then also because it's just a good looking shoe. It's bright. It's kind of cool. It's um, not too many colors. It just stands out. And I, I yeah, just we should like say it. people who are not watching this on YouTube, because this is on YouTube. Oh, Go check man. it out if you want to see yeah, it. Yeah. We got the, it's got the, the pink slash purple slash nice looking feel. And I've seen on the Saucony website, the, the all white with some red there's detailing. Three, there's like three colors. They all look good. They all look good. Every single one. Hats usually they, they sandbag us usually at launches. Like they sandbag yeah. us on the colors. Like, oh, they, this like here's, be great. here's some weak colors. And we'll come out with the good colors later. Maybe we'll get two pairs. That will say that about the Hokamok 5 too. They came out with good colors right from the jump. You Thank need you, to. Hoka, you need for to. doing that. I feel like I feel like they think that the other colors are good too. I mean, I'm just gonna say that I think that they think that they're doing a good thing, but then maybe come on. Yeah. Come on. Saucony and Endor- the Saucony Endorphin Pro and Speed yeah. 2 launch was awful. That color, somebody, the, the somebody finishing liked flag, them, little thing they were doing, or like to me, it looked like the nineteen fifties diner checkerboard. That one in the, in the in the boardroom, some they were like, "This is it." I'm telling you, somebody thought that was it, man. They made a bunch of those shoes. No, someone lost a bet. Someone lost a bet, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it was like the now guy go in the design room was like, "Finally, I get to design the shoes." Like the guy who like checkerboard. Was like, he had his, his two-week notice had just come through. He didn't care. Oh, he put man. together this Not colored shoe, and he notice. won the bet. So they had to go with it. I don't know. I I think I'm 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 weary of the of that. As lunch. as time went on, though, the colors did get better, which is yes. which is strange. Um, yeah. So the look of this, I'm gonna give it a five. Run feel. This is super important for for a super shoe. I'm giving it a five. Oh, all around. I so I ran a 10k. 
um, in this shoe. And from the beginning of the run to the end, good. And as I kind of picked up pace towards the end of the race, it almost felt like it was turning into a slightly different shoe because of like the the, the amount of turnover. The shoe turns over very well. Like I said, it snaps off the ground. There's enough cushion there. So you're not feeling like you're just, you're running barefoot with a plate under it. You know, like you don't necessarily, to me, I didn't feel the plate. I've heard another review that said they kind of felt the plate a little bit. I felt like it was enough cushion and snappiness and bounciness to make. That was, that was make. Megan, right? From believing the yes. run? Yes. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel, I didn't have that experience. I actually liked it better in the last mile or so of that 10 K than the rest of the race, actually. Um, but I could actually see like, so if you're looking for, this is going to be two twenty five, uh, 225 bucks us. And if you're looking for a shoe that you can run a marathon in maybe a half or a 5k, but then also you want to get them as many miles out of the shoe as you can to get your money's worth to do some long runs in some workouts. This is a good shoe because I definitely feel like I could, you know, that normally a lot of times you'll do, you'll wear a super shoe and you'll do a warm, a cool down. And it's just, it's not a comfortable shoe. You want to change your foot. You want to change the shoe. I did the warm up and the cool down in this shoe. And on both ends, it was like, this is good to go. I could definitely so see some easy So super accommodating for a wide variety of speeds and feet. Very versatile. That's great. Because that's what we need. Because people listening to this, they're not pros, right? Yeah, a couple of pros. Uh-huh. Shout out to the pros listening. But for most people, that's not the case. Yeah. That's why I was such a big fan of the New Balance RC Elite too. I was like, anyone can wear yeah. this shoe. It's exactly. super accommodating. Exactly. So it's nice to know that you felt the same way about this one. Very much so. And a lot of rubber coverage for a speed, for a, a a carbon plated racer. So for durability, like that looks like it's going to last a while. Yeah. I mean, cause out here normally is where people have the most wear and all that stuff, or maybe even on this other side here, but, um, it, it's just, it's, and it's not a lot. It's not, it looks like it's a lot, but. So it's not super thick. You it's just ha- kind yeah, of covers if, a lot. Yeah. If, I mean, I know you can't see that there, but it's like yeah. nothing. I mean, it, it's oh. enough, it's enough, tra- it's enough traction and they've kind of made it ribbed a little bit here. So there is like, you're getting, you're going to get some help. And, uh, there was a couple tight turns and stuff like that, that just worked out fine. I didn't feel like I was going to lose traction at all. So they did a good job with it, but it's really minimal. Um, but it's, I'm happy it's there. Nice. All right. So good, good mix. So it's not weighing it down, but, but some solid, solid coverage, durability and traction. So there total, total score, one. total score 4.5. Ooh. Ooh. That's just Stalking averages. It. This averages. It's just science, man. Is that math? Science. It's just, it's just science. Science. It's just science. Going back to Saucony. I already said it before. I'll say it again. I've got the Saucony Ride 15. So, the Ride series. Some some very some very strong opinions from Matt <laughs> Chittam about the Ride series. In the past, the you past. Did, you were, were you a fan? No fan. Well, see, I was a big fan of. See, I liked the Ever Run Mitzel. Okay. Okay, so going back five years or so, everyone midsoles came out. I like them a lot. Okay, some people didn't. They were really excited when Saucony moved on from the everyone midsole. So I had basically the predecessor to the new genre of rides, right? So the ride 13 and 14 were basically the same shoe. I had the basically the one that preceded that, and I was a fan of it. I liked it a lot. Okay, it was a really good daily trainer. So ride four, ride 13 comes out. I'm like, all right, give this a try. I'm seeing some good positive things. Right, Saucony, I like the brand itself. Let's give it a shot. I hated that shoe. Freaking hated it. Okay. The they had the power run midsole, which is in here as well. Um, I've gone on this rant on every single time I talk about shoes, I will go on it again. If you have a midsole with a name and it's different in every shoe, why are you naming it? Yeah. 
All right, the power run midsole in this is the exact opposite from the power run midsole in the, in the Kinvara. And yet you use the same name. They're not the same. Yeah. Why, people? Why? Just name them different things or don't name them at all. I don't know. But stop calling the same. Th- all right, anyway. So <laughs> the <laughs> power run in the Ride 15, it feels, I'm not a scientist, it feels like a, a slightly rubberized EVA. Okay, so with that said, this one feels a little bit softer than the previous versions of the Ride series. The stack is way higher, okay, and the upper is fits is a great. This is a good combination here. It fits better, and and there's less fabric to it, so it's a great combination there. So they nailed the upper. The Ride 13, I just it didn't fit me. I'm like, how do we have a daily trainer that misses the mark so much on foot, on feet? It wasn't even like it was, I have a narrower foot. So like, I have some, I understand that like, hey, not every shoe's going to fit me perfectly. I have a narrow foot, but it wasn't even that. It was just like the lacing system. It just left so much to be desired. I don't know how they missed so badly on it for me personally. This shoe is much less fabric in the upper, but yet fits far better, has some great support to it. The back, the, the tongue is a lot less padded than previous versions. Uh, the previous versions, the tongue was super plush, super duper plush, okay? This one has some nice cushion, but not overdoing it. Same thing with the heel cushioning in the back as well. Um, some really solid heel counter in the back, kind of reminds me of an Asics heel counter in the back. It's really strong and firm. The midsole, okay. So this shoe has a serious rocker technology. Okay, so rocker people can basically, it's, the idea is once you land on your heel, it kind of rolls through to your toe and off you go. I think if you are a heel striker, this is a really good fit for you. Okay, so they lost weight. This is now under 10 ounces, which is great. You see a little bit of flexibility even there, but not too much, but solid flexibility. All right, so you have that land, softer landing than before with a really nice rocker technology. And then there you go. Now for me, what does that mean? Okay, well, I'm not a rocker type runner. So I'm midfoot, forefoot. So this shoe is not a bouncy shoe. This is more protecting you from the ground type of cushioning, not a springy type cushioning, okay? But it's enough, okay? It has just enough give that it's gonna work out fine. Uh, I have seen some people talk about how like this kind of midsole requires some breaking in. So in the first couple runs that I had, it was enough. So which I mean, it was, it was, I didn't say enough. It has plenty of stack, but it had enough give, enough bounce where it wasn't a harsh ride, okay? So if, if that's the case, and this is the kind of missile that you need to break in, which for me, rubberized missiles have been the case. I think with the Hoka Mach 4, like their outsole is a rubberized EVA. Um, and I found that the Hoka Mach 4 outsole definitely like as I more I wore it, the softer it got, the more comfortable it became. If that's the case with this shoe, I'm going to be really looking forward to that. It could end up lasting me a really long time. The outsole rubber coverage is strategic, works really well. Um, also decreases some of the weight, which is nice. The patches of rubber here that you see in and around the outsole are thick, but they're not everywhere. So you kind of get that nice feel. Um, also, you have the decoupled groove here in the heel, which creates a nice little trampoline effect for our heel, uh, heel strikers. I think for a heel striker, this is a really good daily trainer. Really good. And because it's under 10 ounces now, comfortably under 10 ounces, maybe even a good long run shoe for our for our heel strikers. I think for me, this is definitely in the normal daily trainer vibe. I have a sense that this is going to last a long time. And I may like it even I may like it even more after 100 miles than I like it now, but I like it enough 
that I am not upset that I bought it. So I basically got it a week ago. Um, so far, I like it just fine. And I can definitely see it working well for other people better than it works for me, but it's not a such a poor fit that I'm not going to run in it. So uh, I am I am excited about it, especially if it if it softens up after a little while. I've taken it on like two short runs. So I've, I think I have like two runs. I think I've, I have 14 miles in it. So not a ton but enough for me to still be excited to take it out and wear it around. And I love, I love the campfire colorway. So I yeah. came out with these campfire colorways in all of their shoes. I absolutely love it. I want to buy all of them. Frankly, I want to buy all of them. I've seen other colors of that shoe and was not interested at all. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that, I thought that the color blue was way. decent. I thought Which, the blue is that blue or with gray? a little bit of red in it was decent. Is there a gray one or is that the oh, yeah. blue one? It is awful. The gray one? Yeah. I'm not going to say, I was going to say awful, but. Relatively speaking. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Um, I will say, I like this shoe. And I'll, I'll tell you what it makes me really excited for is the Saucony Tempest. Because mm. basically the Saucony Tempest is like if the Ride 15 and the Endorphin Speed had a baby, it would be the Saucony Tempest. And the fact that I like this one just fine. And then you throw in the Dwarfin Speed PB in there with a little bit mm -hmm. more stability. Ooh, that's in the cart. I'm not going to lie. The Tempest is in the cart. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to pull the trigger. I love all this. Any description that begins with or it starts with, if this and this had a baby, you know, like <laughs> no matter what, you know, no matter what, like I can't see it not being a great, you know, because like, you, you put some thought into it, you know. There you go. All right, let's hold up the shoes because you know what, people? We need to have the, the YouTube thumbnail. So we gotta, gotta, gotta hold up the shoes. People can see them. God, here we are. Look at these babies. Look at these colorways. Except for the, that black and white New Balance. Just... Hey, man. Hey, man, don't pick on my black and white. It's not all black, okay? You got you smiling for the thumbnail? Yeah, we smiled. We got it in. Okay. All right, people listening on, on people I'm listening on uh, podcast like, what's going on now? I'm missing what's happening? All right, take, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back with Tommy Yoga is in the house. And we're back from break. That's right. If you're watching in YouTube, you realize that break was less than three we're seconds. Back. But I didn't know we're with back. With our I podcast we were ad insertion model, that was actually felt like four minutes on the podcast. But it was zero minutes on YouTube. So time traveling. For that. Time traveling. We've gone <sighs> back in time. If you're on YouTube, you're watching. You're going back in time right now. This is almost like watching Umbrella Academy. Just saying. <laughs> exactly. Without being confused. Of like, wait. <laughs> Yeah. What's happening? Don't say anything. Is this, I didn't is this finish. bad I didn't writing or am I, I just not getting it? Don't say it. I didn't finish. I got to finish this. Oh, neither have I. Okay, good. I don't, I don't even control the remote. I'm, whatever my wife puts on, that's what I end up watching. No, you got to tune in, man. All right. All right. So, are we doing Tommy the, Yoga. Tommy Yoga. And what, what, how did the yoga start? Tell me about it. All right. So, yoga started back when I was a kid. No, I'm shocked. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I've always kind of been interested in it and kind of like the thoughts of the, the, the thought of it and just didn't think it was cool back in the day. But so eventually, and as I got older and grew up and stuff like that, um, last year, um, you know, like th good things in life happen, bad things in life happen, but sometimes just all of those things together can lead you to this point where you're just like, I need like a refresher. I need something to change. You know, I need something outside of like doing all the stuff I do daily. So last November I did, or October to November, I did a, um, 
30 day yoga challenge or yoga reset, I called it, because a lot of stuff was going on in life and I just needed something to do every day. That was a little different. I'm still going to run, still going to work, still going to whatever, but I needed something else thrown in there. And that's how I started that. And I actually ended up doing it again this year after Boston. Um, and cause I just needed like just a moment to pull everything back together. And the reason why I go to yoga and the reason why I love yoga so much is because it, it really taps into that mindfulness, um, part of our lives where you can slow down enough with some movement to really be aware of your body, aware of your breath, aware of, you know, kind of how you fit and where you are in this, you know, universe. And you kind of, if you really are intentional about that, it can be a really cool practice. It's not, fully meditation um but if you're intentional about it it can feel like that it can you can leave a yoga mat feeling like you're really relaxed and and, um tapped into like where your you know your heart and mind are really are on certain things you know um flexibility is a big thing when it comes to running mindfulness is huge for running as well but you know we don't want to get too deep into that but um mindfulness is a big a big deal flexibility obviously because those yoga positions get you you know stretched out and, and warmed up for runs and stuff like that but the biggest thing for me for yoga i realize is mobility i mean a lot of those positions that you have to get to are that you do have to be flexible to get to them but there's a lot of mobility involved in joint movements and different ways that you may not normally we sit at you know i sit at a desk all day and most of us do and and or most of us don't ever get to certain you know downward dog position ever you know um but you know mobility and flexibility are a really big thing when it comes to running and making sure that you are trying to stay away from you know the injured reserve list you know and if you work on your fl- your flexibility mobility in or outside of yoga, it's it can definitely lead to a better running experience, and that's really what we're all about. Um, and then strength too. I mean, you don't you don't think about strength when you see yoga and you see no, people doing it on I TV, don't. but if you get down on a yoga mat and do and do like a thirty minute yoga flow, you will see like your muscles will be like screaming at you, you know. So like just definitely try it out if if you want to if you ever wanted some a different way to cross train. Um, I wouldn't say this is an, as it can be as intense as like an, a cross training um, routine, but it is definitely one of those things where you, you afterwards or after a month you you feel stronger, you feel more flexible, you feel more agile, you know. And that's really what I want going into a training block. So a lot of times I'll do a yoga reset or more yoga towards the beginning of a training block, just to kind of set up and make sure that that foundation is there. Um, and so right at the moment now I haven't, I don't do it as much as I was before. Um, but I've been trying to add in actual strength training, um, like very specific movements to make sure that my, you know, cause I had a, an issue with my knee. So I want to make sure that my balance and, and all, everything's kind of working out and all the muscles are firing properly. So I kind of had to just decide like, Hey, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to do three things, yoga, strength training, and running, and burn yourself out, or are you going to pick one? So at the moment, I had to pick strength training and running. So working on that, and as I get more comfortable with the the two things, then I'll kind of add yoga back in, just because I do miss that, the, the, the mornings on the mat where you can just kind of, you know, slow down and really go into a yoga flow and kind of tap out and tap away from the world a little bit and really concentrate on your breath. Um, we didn't really say anything about breath, really, but that's running. I mean, running, if you can conquer and control and be more attached and mindful of your breath and how you breathe and, and what really works, um, the better runner you'll be, the, the, the easier your half marathon or easier your 5k, easier your marathon for sure. If you're a captain of your breath, you know, and yoga is all about breath work, 
I mean, the whole time, the all they do is instru- and the instructors continue to say, "Hey, make sure you're breathing. Make sure you do this. Breathe like this." They have different techniques of breathing, and that can play a big role into. Uh, on top of all that other stuff, that can play a really big role into your success um, or your enjoyment of this thing that we call running. Wow! All right, that's a lot. So yeah, it was a lot. When, Sorry, you didn't tell me no, how much I, to I go love into, it though. This, you know? You're you're you were on. It. I can see why you why you came back to it after doing it in the fall. Yeah. So when you were doing it consistently, um, how would you set set up your day in terms of like when would you do the yoga and when would you do the running and like was there like do you want a certain amount of time between each or how would that work? So like I did, so when I first, when I was doing the, definitely the challenge side of things, I would def, I would make sure I did them on the opposite sides of the day. Like, so if I ran in the morning, I'd just wait until later on in the day to do, to do a, do yoga. And sometimes like, you know, you have to apply grace to yourself as well. Like if you are going to try to do like a, a, a stretch or like a, um, um, continue to do it every day for a while or whatever, a streak or, or whatever, you can just make sure that like, you don't have to do an hour yoga. I mean, sometimes it's... 10, 15 minutes is better than not doing anything, you know? So some days where I was tired or I was, you know, it was getting a little crazy or I ran out of time in the day, I would just do a 10, 15 minute yoga and make sure I like wind it, wound the, wound the day down properly. Um, but to me, I feel like the best moments for yoga for me is in the morning uh, when you're, fr- you're fresh, get yourself some water and then head down to wherever you get, you know, wherever you go to the, the uh, yoga studio or you just go to your basement or your living room, whatever. Um, and you can quickly and easily do some yoga right there. And I think in the morning is a really good time to, to touch all these things, that mindfulness, the flexibility, mobility, strength, you know, breath work. And then you really can kind of get your day going without having to have done so much, you know, like strenuous work. It's more of like that, that really thoughtful, mindful, slow down moment and get in there, you know? I love it. All right. My kids, you may hear them in the background. They just came sprinting in the house from their grandma's who's across the street, which means I'm on daddy duty now. Your, so, your mom, your mom or your wife's mom? My wife's mom and dad live directly okay. across the street. That sounds like So they have, they have a pool. My kids pop over there. They're in the pool all the time, especially in the summer. And um, they're no longer in the pool. I can tell you that because I can hear them sprinting around <laughs> the house. So um, thanks for the yoga update. Yeah, I man. love the shoes. For me, I love the, for me, this is the contrast because these are two daily trainers, mm-hmm. Ride 15 and the Mach 5, and they are so different. Mm-hmm. They are so different. So that's why I like, I, sometimes they're not, one's not better than the other. I think it just depends on the things that matter to you. Yep. End up determining whether or not a shoe is a good fit for somebody. So for me, you know, anyone who watches probably understands that like, I like the Hook and Mach 5 better. Um, but I like, I think they're both solid shoes. So I am excited about that Pro Saucony Pro 3. I got to be honest. I'm going to be running a marathon in the fall. And hearing all the things you talk about that shoe, it's like, those are all the things that I like in shoes. Those are, it's, I feel like it's checking all the boxes for me. I think Saucony is getting closer to, you know, the, the, the competition. You know, like they're definitely, um, you'll see Saucony out there more, I believe, because of this shoe in the fall. Yeah. For me, the Alphas, I just, I can't wear them for 26 miles. I can barely wear them for 10 miles. They just don't fit my foot right. It's just it's two, like, this, those are just two Nike shoes. I can't, I just couldn't get with the Alphas and the Invincible. You know, I just can't. I tried. Yeah. For different I reasons. I tried. For different reasons. Right. It's like if you have an arch, if your foot has an arch, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, there's that part. If you're not just a heel and toe, then, you know, then the Alphas might not work for you. That's yeah. what I found. Heel like and I, toe. My, my foot, my foot is the, I have, I've blanked the whole way. I've, I have flesh yeah. between the toes and the heel. Mine which too. is why the Alpha fly doesn't work for me. I'm so I'm figuring Kipchoge's footprints just look like toes and heel. <laughs> That's it. That's it. There is there is nothing in between. 
<laughs> just look at like look they, think at the, they think he's a four-legged animal because it's a heel toe like, so it looks like it doesn't look like a foot it yeah, just yeah. looks like a a pad and then some fingers yeah yeah it's like what is this right yeah it's, it's what are we uh, tracking here it's, i don't know i feel like i feel like i've gone completely off the rails i will say i, I, I want like to play the, the alpha rails. fly i want to change like, the name can we change the name to, of the show to off the rails off the rails? Yeah. We should. Sounds like fun. I think I'll probably remember it more. The other one, I always forget the name. Let's just do it I right now. I always want to say Fuel for the Soul. Guys, next time you- like, no, it's next not time the you, name of the show. Next time you want to Google this, just Google Off the Rails. Here we are. Off the, off the Rails <laughs> with Tommy Yoga. All right, All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Have a great day and happy running. This has been a production of Rambling Runner Podcast. This podcast is produced by David Margetti of In Post Media. Thank you to Meta P for the music. His song, Righteous Path, featuring Rex Mayhem and Chip Fu, is produced by Symphonic Bang. Yeah. Enterprising in my surroundings, I'm finding the quietest estates these days. This representation of storm brewing, amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. I'm trying to show this industry.